Yes, it's time for a podcast, a podcast about cruising, a podcast that talks about cruising and cruise ships, and we're going to have a podcast, I'm going to talk, you're going to listen, and we'll see what everybody's missing. If you want to send me an email, then you could be the one who talks, and at that point, maybe I'm listening, but not re-listening, because I'm reading what you're saying, and then we're still going to do a podcast. Let's start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey, it's the night before the cruise. And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping. But even if I could, I'd be dreaming about this weekend. All the fun we about to have as we taking this vacation. Always be booked on our way to embarkation. Because we know it's in store. Pockets and palm trees. Tropical sea breeze and frozen daiquiris. Oh, please. Thank you, sir. Yes, I think I'll have another. Don't blow my cover Cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover Bring a friend Bring someone you just met It ain't snowing Where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years Drinking beers Running beers Thanks for giving us your ears Through the laughter And the tears But we just getting started Out here give us a holler If you're looking You can find us Somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go Cones and we united So sound that horn Cause everybody's invited all aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from south florida more specifically boca raton and we got it going here we go let's do the show a couple of things i want to talk about at the beginning i want to say that it was a report that came across that the carnival vista in the middle of the night this is talking about like maybe like around midnight around midnight like we talk about a lot on the show like there's a certain level of adventure when you're on a cruise ship and i think there's a certain level of people who are anxious of going on a cruise ship because of the fact that you're it's a little overwhelming just being in the dead of in the dead of night in the middle of the sea you look up there's nothing you look down there's nothing all around you it's just a little bit of over it's it's a it's a feeling that of angst to some people now, that feeling is not lost on me. It just so happens that I love cruising so much that I kind of it kind of just charges me up. It, it doesn't it's not a fear. It's not a uh, anxiousness. It's an exhilaration for me. And yeah, sometimes you do get a little, especially in the beginning, in my early rookie days, I'd have to drink. I would feel a little restless at night. OK, now picture you're on this cruise ship. You're chugging along you're in the gulf of mexico wherever you are maybe in the middle of the atlantic middle of the caribbean 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 uh sea and all of a sudden the lights go out imagine you're in the nightclub think about all the possibilities all the possible things you could be doing on a cruise ship at 9 a.m 9 p.m i'm sorry midnight if you're not sleeping Picture the DJ's going, you're in the nightclub, and all of a sudden, you're having a good time, you're dancing, you're on the dance floor, maybe you are, maybe you're at the bar, boom, it's black, and it's black, the room is black, everything is black. Picture, you're walking down the hallway, you know what I mean, maybe you're on your way to the buffet, the Lido deck, boom, black, blackout. Now, I would imagine... And I don't know this as I'm as I'm saying this. I'm thinking some sort of emergency lighting probably goes on. I don't know. But anyway, I'm just I'm just you know just patrolling these groups. I'm trying to come up with the um, you know the the prep. I'm trying to do show prep for tonight. And it just came across, and I saw somebody say that this was uh, this was an occurrence tonight. That as of around twelve midnight, the Vista, the Carnival Vista, who has 
a checkered past. There have been plenty of problems on this Vista class of ships. Dare I say, did we buy lemons? Did we did we did we run a return these things and maybe get? Are we under warranty here with these Vista class ships? I mean, it's crazy that the azipods, the power. You remember a couple of uh, years ago, maybe a year and a half ago or so. Uh, the Vista had a lot of problems. It couldn't reach top sailing speed. The power did go out as again. And out of all the places on the cruise ship that you can imagine being when the power goes out, imagine, imagine just being in the elevator. I That is enough to make me second guess just getting in an elevator. Now, I never did. I didn't. I have always just got in on my – it wasn't lost on me. You know, you got to just think, you know, chances of 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 on the 24 seconds that you'll be on the elevator will the power shut down and will you be locked in there and even if you are you're probably going to be okay you're going to be fine because they'll restore the power and the elevators will come back but that whether it's three minutes whether it's eight minutes whether it's 45 minutes that clock is crawling you know what i mean and uh, this is what happened tonight. So the power was out for a total of about 30 minutes. I want to give a big shout out to, let me get the name right, gentleman from Arkansas who is on board, Cody Wayne Sharam, was on the ship. And uh, he posted in one of the groups, and I kind of DM'd him. We had a little bit of a back and forth. He just told me it was it was it sucked. It really, really did suck for like a half hour. You freak out. You, there's no way around it. You freak out when you're completely shut down. I remember the only other time you hear about a full-on shutdown of all the lights. Do you guys remember that story? Also, about maybe two, a little bit longer ago, maybe two, two, three years ago, when a cruise ship was sailing through the Indian Ocean, and it was getting uh, to the point where it was through a corridor of the sea where it was a known pirate, uh, I guess, epicenter. And there were pirate ships that were just patrolling the area, and intelligence got across to the bridge that there was a pirate in the area. And I don't know, it makes me laugh like to think of the solution they came up with, but they said they made an announcement at the PA system. And now this was an ultra luxury line. I forgot which line it was, but they said, okay, we're heading to a pirate's area. I need everybody in their rooms right now, and we're going to shut all the lights. And this was an actual thing. I think it was a world cruise, if I'm not mistaken, but they shut down the lights. I don't know. Is that really true? Can, if you're a pirate, if you just shut the lights on the cruise ship, are you really going to miss the cruise ship? I don't know. I guess I guess it, they knew what they were doing because that really did happen. It was in the news and everybody had to go to their room. The entire cruise ship had to go lights out so that they can make it through this corridor with the hopes to be undetected by the pirates that were lurking in the distance. And I'm not talking about Blackbeard. I'm not talking about Captain Morgan. We're talking about, you know, the New Age pirates, the... The ones that are on crystal meth and the ones that are all kind of drugged up looking to just board you. The I'm the captain now type of pirates. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it looks like all is normal on the cruise. Again, hopefully the engineers on board are, uh, let's just say, adept at what they do so that this doesn't happen again. And if it does, it can be restored. You got to give that credit. 30 minutes, man. The power went out. They got it back up and running. So that is good news. That's good news. All right. So what we want to do today... I just had an idea. I want to talk to you guys about what, to me, and I guess, yeah, this is a little, I guess, uh, self-serving, but I just want to talk about what I think, and I'd like to hear you guys. 
Let me know what you think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And that is the way for you to participate in the show. Put in any corrections, questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Just join the show. I'll read your email on the air. I was talking to somebody the other day. They told me, yeah, I never send in an email because um, I feel like you just wouldn't get to it. Now I'm going to get to it. Okay, just just send it in. I'm going to get to it. But I, I want to know what you guys think. I want to know your idea of what the perfect cruise is. And this isn't necessarily to say this is my perfect cruise. Uh, it's just, what am I doing here? 11. 11 bullet points as to what I'm looking for in a cruise. And if these 11 things go the right way for me, chances are I'm going to have a great cruise. And then contrastly, conversely, I am also listing six things that a lot of people love on cruise ships, a lot of people measure their cruises by, but I don't necessarily care about. And I would like to hear, like I said, this is just a conversation thing. This is just us kind of shooting the proverbial shit back and forth. Cruise talk, cruise talk, right? I do have one piece of news. It's about the Sapphire Princess. And uh, I don't know if you guys knew or not, but... Not all cruise ships are back in service. The Sapphire Princess happens to be one of those, and they are returning after a year and a half of being out of service. Uh, What is also notable is even when she was in service, she hadn't been stateside in about eight years or so. So she's not only coming back into service, she's coming back to the United States. She had been doing sailings around the Asian market, Pacific Ocean, Pacific. Southeast Asia, things like that. She is going to be sailing out of LA, aka Long Beach. She's going to do sailings that are between four nights and 15 nights. She's going to kick off her, I guess, welcome back party with a 10-nighter to the Mexican Riviera. That one is also going to go through the Sea of Cortez. She's mostly going to work the Riviera circuit, but she'll dabble in San Diego a little bit. She'll also do stoppages to Hawaii. Now, with the return of Sapphire Princess, that only leaves the Diamond Princess left in the Princess fleet. So, Soon, she's going to fire up those engines and get back to work after being postponed a couple of times. So the the Diamond Princess was supposed to come back, but it was postponed for whatever the labor stuff, the supply chain, whatever, whatever reasons we're giving, the regular hot button reasons of the day that we're giving nowadays as to why we're not back in service. Maybe there wasn't that much of a demand. Princess Cruises, you know, they were at the forefront of this whole COVID thing in the beginning. And I think a lot of people were a little hesitant to jump back on a princess ship, but I do think those days are behind us and she is set to come back stronger, better, faster. Well, maybe not faster, but she's coming back in November. So that's pretty much it. So before we move on to the main topic, I just wanted to remind you guys that I have a Patreon account. You can go to patreon.com slash alwaysbebooked. For $8 a month, you can get five extra shows a week. I call it the Wake Up Show. We do cruise news. We celebrate people who are at sea, cruise ships, uh, ports of call, sunrises, all that type of thing. And then we get into some wacky stuff. We'll talk about anything and everything on the Wake Up Show. I like to think of it as like sort of like a cruise companion for you. And once again, that is 
p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked. And uh, we also have a version where you can do one show a week. You get the Friday show and that's for $5 a month. So you got a couple of choices there. And please join us in the Facebook group. It is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. It's our community. It's where we build everything, you know, kind of like we, 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 we interact with each other mostly there. I also have an Instagram account where I'll do some reels, I'll do some stories, do some posts, always be booked, and a YouTube channel. YouTube is important right now. If you don't mind going to the YouTube channel, always be booked and checking out the Virgin Voyages ship tour. It's narrated. It's about 13 minutes long. I like to call it the quick and concise, but also comprehensive tour of the Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady. All right. What we're doing here now is we're going to have a conversation about what kind of what what kind of cruise do i love what's gonna happen on my sailing if these things do happen i'm gonna come back and say hey you know what this was one of the more solid cruises i've ever been on and i'd like to hear yours too tommy at alwaysbebooked.com after we go through the good we're gonna go through the stuff that i'm a little indifferent about things that you hear about people talk people review people put in high regard but for me personally i don't jump at them. I don't need to be at them. And I'm not judging my crews uh, based off of how well they did with that. I basically, a lot of times on cruise ships, I don't even enter into these areas of the ship. I don't participate. Sometimes I do, but without further ado, let's move on. So the first thing that I'm looking for, if I'm going to have a good cruise, and it sounds a little bit run of the mill, but it's so, so, so important. Uh, Smooth embarkation is what I wrote, but what I'm really going to write is a smooth embarkation day. Okay. You always say it like, guys, anything you're going to do in life, whether it's a vacation, whether it's a day at work, whether it's a land-based vacation, whether anything, the way it starts out, a restaurant meal, the way it starts out, the beginning of it is going to lay the groundwork on what your perception of it is. If it starts out crappy and you already have to dig yourself out of a hole, that's not good. And I've been on... Plenty of cruises where it's been a crappy start to the cruise. Uh, and, and part of it is mindset. So with me, I always look at the situation as the cruise does not start until the muster drill is over. I know the muster drills are kind of like, you know, so we're doing them, we're not doing it. I think we all have to still go down and try on the life vest and we have to get the uh, in-person instruction on how to get this. So maybe that's the version of the muster drill that we're going to have going forward, but not until that's over, not until all my administrative responsibilities are done is when I'm going to have a good cruise. You know, my usual method is to get there dead last. Okay. Cause even if I do get there at like, you know, noon, I get on the ship by one thirty. I still know I can't get too excited about the day because I have that muster drill to look forward to. So for me to just kind of like be able to drive up, no traffic, park, walk in, no line, get on the ship, right to the muster drill, boom, vacation has started. When you have a little bit of an interruption, when you get there a little too early, when the muster drill is taking longer, when the check-in process is off, and this is what I'll say too, guys. I used to not care about the pre-cruise process. Guys, do every single thing you possibly can. Do not 
not fund your account. Do not not fund your card before you get on that ship. The last thing you want to do, you know, nobody wants to separate from their money. So you're, you know, filling out your onboard check, your your pre-cruise check-in, and you're setting yourself up, and you're like, hey, I'll, I'll add the card later. I'm all in. I'm ready to get on the ship. I'll, I'll, I'll add the card later. Or I'll give them cash when I get there. Your future self is going to hate you, Okay. Fund the card, put the card down, get it out of the way so that when you get on all that stuff, everything you could possibly get out of the way, all the administrative, all the business stuff, get it out of the way so that once you're on, you can get all that stuff behind you. And then once that, once those eight short blasts and one long blast, or is it seven? Seven short blasts and one long blast hit, and then they say you are now dismissed, go about your cruise then that is the way to go. You know, if you're in New York, the cruise officially starts when you pass, you ceremoniously pass underneath the Verrazano Bridge. So that's just, uh, to me, setting yourself up to have a smooth embarkation. And again, that also, we joke about the whole uh, unpacking a workman-like fashion. That's administrative, guys. That's an administrative thing that you have to do to set yourself up for your cruise. You got to unpack and that's sometimes it takes a while. You're on the cruise for seven days, sometimes more, eight days, nine days, you know, so you have a good amount of stuff you want to unpack, including the bathroom toiletries, get that all done, get it out of the way and get that damn suit. Will you get the damn suitcase under the bed, please? I want the suitcase and yes, it fits. Okay. It fits. Just put it under there and then you're all done. Smooth embarkation, smooth start to the cruise is a key. If I get that, I'm already ahead of the game and I do not have to dig myself out of a hole. Number two, this is the second one. Are you ready? Well, you knew it was the second one. You probably figured out it was the second one when I said number two. Anyway, uh, you got to find one or two, maybe even three, go to quote unquote friendly staff members. Okay. So, You can have a cruise, a great cruise, and just kind of like have just that one-on-one interaction where you get your drink, you move to the next one. Thank you very much. Guys, a good two or three of the good staff members, and a lot of you will nod your head yes right now. You don't necessarily think about it. You're not thinking about it. You're not the day before your cruise saying, I wonder who my bartender is going to be. You're not. You're not doing that. But once you do get on the cruise ship, the right two or three staff members can absolutely make a huge difference in your cruise. Don't get that twisted. You probably already know that. Now, they if you go to that right person and they just give you that look, whether they're a freaking world-class method actor or not, if they're giving you those warm eyes, that warm smile, that how you doing, Mr. Thomas, they always call me Mr. Thomas or whatever that means. Mr. Thomas, your Grey Goose and Soda today? I know you like it strong. You know, do you know what that does? Do you know what that does compared to when you go on? What, what, what's up, boy? What can I get you, boss? What can I get you? Mr. Thomas, good morning. Are you ready? Your Grey Goose and Soda? I know you like it strong. Forget it. You get that. Especially when you go into the main dining room, you have the right waiter. Uh, they know you like to eat. They know what time you like to get there. If you have my time dining, whatever it is, whatever, any type of uh, connection you can make with two or three staff members, two or three crew members on board that ship, look to do so and look to do so early because it absolutely changes your cruise. I've maybe mentioned his name before, but the Irish gentleman at the previous place I worked, his name is Jerry, uh, mid, early to mid 50s gentleman. 
This is a guy who I could tell you, salt on the water. We have a beautiful view. The food is very expensive. Is it fine dining? No, but it's it's close to fine dining. The food is real good. I would say better than your average waterfront restaurant where a lot of times they normally rest on their view and serve you mediocre to good food knowing that you're coming either way because the view is so, I mean, gorgeous. Now, we put more focus in the food, okay? So that was it. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but we had a gentleman named Jerry. He was the dining the dining room manager. We were all dining room managers, but that was Jerry's house. I was the regional supervisor, but when it came to providing service on the floor at Salt specifically during the hours of 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., that was Jerry's floor. He had the accent. He had the smile. He was the tannest Irish man I've ever met in my life. Just always wore the white pants and the Hawaiian style shirt. And if you don't think that that place was booked out with a 40 minute wait every single night, even if you had a reservation you were waiting, if you don't think that was because of the way Jerry treated you when you walked in, you know, it's like this, like, you know, you you bring people places. Everybody is a connector at heart. Everybody wants to connect people to certain things. Everybody wants to show. I got to show you this place. I got to. You got to meet this guy. You got to go to this place, and then you want to sit, and then you want to watch them experience it. And Jerry never disappointed. If you wanted to, let's just say you wanted to take your family out, your in laws out, a date out, you go to Salt, and you know Jerry. And you've met Jerry because you've eaten there before. Jerry is going to make a big deal about you like, oh my gosh, he was waiting for you to get here the whole night. That's what you're looking for on board a cruise ship. You know damn well they're not all like that. They don't always do it. Of course, a 20 or so will help you get that done. But you look for the person who might be that type of person, that right, the, the, the person who looks like they have a little bit of a thirst for life thirst for money, and they look like they're enjoying themselves. You go to that person, you establish a relationship with that person, and you make sure you continue to go to that person, and that 100% will make your cruise better. Try it out if you haven't already. Uh, Number three, this is number three, a stop in a port that goes past 8 p.m., preferably till at least 10 p.m. That's just a specific thing to me. A lot of people love the cruise ports where you're spending most of the time during the day. You want to get that beach in. You want to get that sun in. I do not mind at all a noon to 10 p.m. or an 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., whatever it is. It's rare that you get the chance to experience these these ports you know cruising is known for just kind of you know if there's an, there's a lot of knocks on cruising one of the knocks is you get to go into port and they herd you out like cattle you go in you go out you go in, and you only get a couple of minutes a couple of hours in port you could have a really good port day and you could be wanting to get back on that ship at a certain time you know people don't realize that but i'm talking about having the opportunity to watch a sunset in a port or to have an evening dinner in a port, to be able to walk around old San Juan when it's dark out. And I'm very, very thankful that most of my calls in old San Juan have been till after the sun has gone down. But any chance that I get to experience a port of call experience a little bit of the night yeah we're not partying until 2 a.m but sometimes if you get a chance to walk around and see what the vibe is the feel the overall temperature of the city what it's like when the sun goes down and things are going to heat up when the locals are still going to be out long after you go when the tourists that are here on land-based vacations are going to be here longer if you can get in on that Sometimes I just feel like that, like when we get on the cruise ship and you got to be back on by 4.30, 5.30, I feel like part of the city is just gearing up to get going. 
And anytime I can get a couple of hours at night, steal a couple of hours after the sun goes down in a cruise port, that's going to be a good cruise for me. Number four, this is what I need. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I need a patient room steward. If I have a room steward that after day one, you know, we keep wacky hours. One day, there's no cons- there's no consistency. One day, we'll be up and out the gym by 9 a.m. The next day, we'll have had a rough night. We'll be sleeping until noon. The day after that, we'll be in and out all day. And if I have a room steward, and yes, you got to give them the 20 or least. More more likely with them, you got to do the 50. No, no, I hate to say it, but you got to give the room steward the 50 right at the front end, and you'll pretty much be able to get away with whatever you want. Pretty much. Um, But yeah, some of them, they're over it. You know, I feel like when I used to cruise in the beginning, we talked about and shout out to Tony for coming on last week. And we had a good we had a good time on the show last week. Good talk. Good conversation. If you haven't heard last week's show yet because you just skipped it, don't skip it. Definitely go back and check out the uh, conversation that I had with Tony from Lalita Loca. But we talked about the old days of cruising pre-drink package, pre-internet, or or, why, or when internet was like an arm and a leg and it was really, really bad, so you didn't even bother getting it, things like that. But I remember during those days, too, if there was one guaranteed person on the ship, as far as from a cruise standpoint, that you knew was going to be a really over-the-top friendly person, it was always your room steward. Now, I'm not going to lie, it's hit or miss, and they're all nice pretty much on the first day as well. But then they get into trying to knock on the door. You know, maybe you left it a little uh, a little dicey. Maybe you didn't leave the 20 or the 50. Uh, maybe they just really have no right. And you could tell they lost a little patience with you halfway through. Or, they, or, or maybe they're just not as fired up as they used to be about their job. I don't know. But if I if you get a room steward who's who you give a couple of dollars to and they continue to have that smile and they're at your service you get towels for days refills on soap for days they're patient they'll come back and fix the room up even if you know they wanted to come in now but you you know you're not ready for them to come in all that stuff you want a patient room steward that's going to lead to a good cruise for me not the one that i see is irritated by the fact that i didn't go to the gym the same time as i did yesterday Number five, it's going to be a good cruise for me. It's just me, Thomas Casabona. If there are no tenders, nothing, you know, in the spirit of on board, uh, getting on board, right? I do not like to wait in those long lines. Where there are tenders, there are lines usually, and it's just, uh, I just a tender ship. The biggest tenders that I, the tender ships that I've uh, that I've experienced, just biggest weights on, or were I, um, Great Stirrup K, in Norwegian's private island, as well as Grand Cayman, long weights there. Uh, just I don't need them. I don't need a tender. I don't want to stay on the ship. No, even in Grand Cayman, where we talked about it, I, my feeling is that it's a little bit of a pedestrian ship, but I do not want to stay on that ship. I want to get off and I'm going to get off. But yes, the tenders just slow the whole process down and more so when you're getting back on at the end of the day, you just probably walked five miles around. You're sweating. You're hot. You got your towel. You maybe got a couple of drinks in you. You don't have access to drinks anymore while you're on the line to keep the buzz going, but you want to get back on that ship and you just want to get that AC going again. Subtle cruise bliss. That was one of the answers. Okay. Subtle cruise bliss. We always talk about pure cruise bliss. But there was an episode that I did 
of pu- of of just all items that are subtle cruise bliss and that was one of them one of them was the random air conditioner pops throughout the ship whether you're on the pu- the pool deck and you go into the buffet the doors slide open ac you're on a tender. You're walking. You have to walk the length of the ship. Even when you get off the tender ship, then you got to walk the length of the ship to find your to find the gangway to get to the gangway. Then you walk in. Boom! Blasted right with AC. The little pops of AC that you get throughout the ship that just come over you, just like a, I don't know, like a like a like a I would say a beautiful cold breeze. But that's exactly what it is. It's a cold breeze. You know what I mean? It's 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 beautiful. So that's subtle cruise bliss. But no tenders. Don't give me tenders. If you don't, if I could have a cruise that doesn't have tenders, it's a good cruise. Number six. You guys notice one. I say it a lot. I say it annoyingly. I say it at nauseum. Ports where you can get active and get a little bit of elevation. How many cruise ports do you have? Beaches. How many cruise ports do you have? Island tours. How many cruise ports do you have? Snorkeling and diving. If you can get a situation for me where you can get some activity and some elevation, maybe some culture, I don't necessarily need to go on a lecture. I haven't really done a lot of food tours. I don't, I, I, you know, I always like to kind of do my own thing and march to the beat of my own drum. I like when there's a little bit of whiskey or vodka involved as well. But, you know, if I can get in the mountains, it's just something about getting that mountain view. And just looking down at the beach, the cruise ship, the crystal clear blue water, green water, whatever it is, and kind of seeing the other rocks and islands that are off in the distance and the, eventually the horizon. It's just, you know, you, you do it. You do it all the time. You look at postcards. You look at screensavers. You look at pictures. You see all this stuff every single day. They're coming across your desk, especially if you're a cruise fan. When you get that opportunity to take it in for real, that's when it really means the most. That's why I'm talking about and thinking about. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but in Curacao, perfect, perfect example. Curacao is a nice port. It's beautiful. The sailing is gorgeous. You get to see those uh, those uh, those uh, buildings. The skyline of Curacao with all the colors. It's that signature picture that you'll always see with that bridge that swings across. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Home of the aloe, a lot of beaches, a lot of bars, restaurants, uh, caves. You could do all that stuff. But for me, Curacao is a little bit of a port that it's a lot of -of run-of-the-mill stuff. It's a lot of regular stuff you can do on most ports of call. So I just researched it a little bit. What do I want to do? If I want to get some elevation in Curacao, what what can I do? Well, I found out it's a very popular thing to do. Maybe not as popular for cruise passengers, but people who do go to Curacao, there's there's a place called Mount Christopher. And it's about 45 minutes from the cruise port. And you can hike about, I think it's about 1,500 feet in elevation. And they just showed you. It's like a big reward. Like, you know, I haven't done much. I'm not from L.A., so I don't do a lot of hiking. And I know that's a big L.A. thing to do. Phoenix, you know, I just haven't done a lot of hiking. This is what it is. But, you know, you can go uphill on this thing and you get to the top and you busted your ass. You sweat your ass off and then you look at that view and that is the fruits of all your labor. And then there's more fruits at the bottom when you come back down. You know how good that first beer or that first cocktail is going to take uh, taste when you come off that mountain? You just did something. You know what I mean? You felt like, yeah, yeah, I got this view. I earned this view. I didn't take a tram up there. I didn't drive up there in a cab. I, I, I took, I, I walked, I climbed, I battled, I went through the roughage. 
I scraped my knee a little bit on this rock. Now I'm up here enjoying this view. Yeah, pour it nice and tall. Make it strong. A little elevation, a little activity, a little culture. That's going to be a good cruise for me. Number seven. So for me, I need at least, I, I don't need anything, right? If it's going to be a good cruise for me, I would like at least two sea days, okay? I like the separation. Believe me, if I can't get the sea days, I don't deal with it. I've, usually there's always at least one sea day. And that's usually if it's one sea day, it's like a quick little four day or to the Bahamas, Nassau, private island, whatever else. Uh, I like a sea day in the beginning to kind of get the party started. And then I like a sea day before we get off the ship. I like to decompress with a sea day. I like to take it in. The sea day does a lot for me on the back end. You know what I mean? On the front end too, because it gets you it gets you ready. It builds the anticipation. Part of the reason I love cruising is just the sense of adventure that you get when you're cruising. It's not just going to a vacation, plopping down at some resort, and this is home for the next seven days. No, home is all over the place, but it's still the same place, just the same. We've talked about that. There's a comfort when you get back to it from a port of call and you go back to the cruise. My sister noticed that. My sister cruised with my sister once and she never cruised before. And we went on all these excursions. We went out, San Juan, St. Thomas. She loved all of it. But she, like me, and she's never been on a cruise since. She liked it. She didn't hate it. She didn't love it. But she said it too. Like, it's kind of cool always coming back to the ship. I, I see the ship and there's a level of comfort that comes over you when you get back to the ship. And that's, I, I can't agree with that. I can't disagree with that at all. Uh, but the sea days, the first sea day or the second sea day before you hit the ports of call, they prep you for what's going on. They get your sea legs going. You get to feel like you're on a cruise. You know, you're on an adventure. And then the sea day coming back, gives you that chance to reflect it gives you a chance to appreciate and again to me that last sea day sunset is a ceremony it's bittersweet you should take it in you should watch that sun go down because that's the last sunset of your cruise and that means it's kind of symbolic and even if you don't like sunsets or you don't care about sunsets it's just it's symbolic of the fact that okay cruise ain't over you got one hell of a night to finish strong with but this is it that's the final that's the final sunlight you'll see for this cruise. Until next time, let's make it count tonight. Okay. Number 8. So nightlife. Of course you know I like nightlife, but specifically what I need for my nightlife. It's not just basically all right, I I just need nightlife. It's uh three separate components of what goes on for me that's going to satisfy me after the sun goes down and it's i'm getting specific here real inside baseball stuff i'm talking about i need an outdoor component okay uh like carnival does how they used to have their deck parties they don't have their deck parties like that anymore but they do they did incorporate something that i do like called serenity after dark and that is, you know, because to me, the deck parties, I've mentioned this before, sorry for being repetitive, but they've become just a family line dancing thing. You know, deck parties used to be like a night out, outside, fun times, block party st style, DJ plays open format, whatever he wants. What's gotten to be is that and they would, they would mix in some line dancing. The deck party now has just almost, it's almost like it went corporate. Like the whole deck party is nothing but just line dancing. And then they invite you to go to the quest. Usually that's my experience with Carnival, uh, the way they do it. But the way Carnival used to do it, the way they do it currently with not the regular deck party, but the Serenity After Dark, and then also uh, the way Norwegian 
the way Norwegian does those spice H2O parties outside in the back, that's 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 cruising at its best for me. I absolutely love those. It's a it's a home run the way they do it. So outside nightlife, I need some outside nightlife, and that makes a big difference for me for my cruise. Now I need a good nightclub. I need a place that you can go that's going to be playing good music till at least two, three in the morning, where there's some energy, where there's fun, where the, where there's actual nightclub activity. Whether you're dancing on the dance floor, which you know, you know me, you know I'm out there, you know, doing my moves, doing the robot, doing. No, I'm kidding. I don't go to the dance floor usually. If I'm on the dance floor, it's because I definitely found 15 drinks. Okay, there's definitely been at least 15 drinks if I'm on the dance floor. But uh, either way. Just to kind of like be in that nightclub environment, whether it's at the bar, whether it's lounging on some of the couches, at the tables, or even if, yes, those very, very rare occasions where you end up on the dance floor. Nightclub has to be good. And then also, I like a nice either, and this is either or, this is like a almost like a pregame type of thing, but sometimes it could be more than pregame. Sometimes it can go into the, into the night, like for instance, Royal Caribbean. A nice either pub or piano bar, okay? Whether it's the guy on the piano or the girl on the piano singing along, it's a big draw for pockets. It's a big draw for people who are looking for some energy all the time. And then if you're talking about Royal Caribbean, it's that English pub setup that they have where the sing-along is all done, but it's mostly by guitar. Because Royal Caribbean does have the, um, you know, the, the, the schooner bar, which is their piano concept, but that is absolutely not the style of a, you know, we're talking Howl at the Moon style. Piano sing-alongs, they they go in the direction of dirty a little bit. You know, Royal Caribbean does that more with the guitar in the English pub, where P- Carnival will have a designated piano bar where they get the energy up. So those three things in a nightclub, I'm sorry, in nightlife in general, if you're nailing all those three, And I'm going to add one that I don't have written down. I'm going to throw in stand-up comedy right there. Okay. Number nine, an entertainment director who knows what they're doing. Notice I said entertainment director because sometimes this is the cruise director. Sometimes this is the assistant cruise director. Sometimes it's the the third guy in charge or the third woman in charge. But somebody who knows how to operate a microphone and knows how to get a party started. I'm telling you right now, uh, there was so many, and I, can, I I don't know all their names. I knew, do know the best I've seen, this guy Dave. Of course, Matt Mitchum probably is this guy. Probably falls right into this category. I've never cruised with him. But there was a guy named Dave on the Norwegian Escape in 2016. And listen, I am that guy. I mean, trust me. I hate to say it. You give me the microphone. I, uh, listen, man. I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm not trying to say that, uh, you know... I'm a jack of all trades out here. There's a couple of things I was um, that come very natural to me. And if there's a nightclub and a party with a good audience and a good crowd ready to get going, yeah, I could DJ. The DJ thing works. I could I can get you through with the songs, and I have a good taste for what people want to hear and know how to read the room. But my DJ skills are not very good. I can get you through the night. My thing is playing the right song and then getting on that microphone. I'll stop the music in the middle of the night and I'll say, Hey, I'll challenge the crowd. I'll, uh, that's my thing. But this guy, Dave on the Norwegian escape on the spice in the spice H2O lounge did it. 
He did it to a T. He had a mindset that he was a rock star. And honestly, he absolutely was. We would stew that whole time and we were some other people from work. And uh, there was no doubt about it. We all were just overly super complimentary about how he just stopped the music. Oh, stop the music. Do you realize in six hours we're going to be in Cosmo? Ba- and he just, he, you know how to get, they, we call it a pop. He knew how to get a pop out of the crowd. So whether it's on the floor, you just need a good entertainment director, an entertainment uh, MC, somebody who knows what they're doing in that regard. That will always make a big difference and, se- and send my crews from good to great. Number 10, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it's the right crowd. That's the biggest thing with cruising is like, you know, you always just wonder if you got a right crowd, the right crowd or not. You know, there's been like, first of all, this Virgin Voyages cruise, perfect crowd. The cruise I went on with Nick and I think it was 2013 or 14 when we had, it was like spring break out of New York City. Ugh, we thought we were screwed because half the people on the ship spoke French. It was like people from Canada, but the other half. 100% right. It was pocket central, fish in a barrel, awesome time. It was great. It was it was great. We had so much fun. We met so many friends. And every single night on that cruise, we had 15 of us that would meet up. It was like being home at the nightclubs and the bars. We, we would all meet for pizza. There was like 15 of us. We'd get together. Yeah, you going for pizza later? Yeah. Wherever you went, we'd see each other in the nightclub, see each other at the piano bar, wherever else. We'd bump into each other. Then we'd separate. You're going to see up there tonight? Pizza? Yeah, yeah. 15, 20 of us, we, we're up there for pizza. Great crowd. A great crowd makes the, the ship, makes a, makes a good cruise. And again, a great crowd is different for everybody. A great crowd for you could be just a bunch of people who are, just want to relax and be quiet, mind their own business, and be, be, be in bed by 10. I don't knock that whatsoever. Whatsoever. And number 11, Got a little ahead of myself there. Number 11 is one good solid. If every cruise can have one next level, good, solid, and I call it roving entertainer. I don't care what they do. I don't care whether it's a vocalist, whether it's a guitar vocalist, whether it's a pianist, whether it's um, you know a, a, a sing-along guy. For whatever they do, whatever, wherever they are, if I know that that person's on the ship, I'll go where they go. You know, Usually they go end up in the same room so you know where to find them. Whether it's the guitar guy that was in Portside Barbecue, whether it's Billy Pando that was the piano guy on Norwegian Gem, whether it's Carlea Linnae, the jazz singer, the one who kind of showed me this 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 affection for jazz that I didn't know I have in Jazz on Four on the Oasis of the Seas. There's another guy on Carnival Paradise, played a bunch of Jimmy Buffett songs. Wherever he went, wherever he was going to go, I was going to go. Judge Joe Brown. Oh no, he was name is not Judge Joe Brown. Guy's guy's name was guy's name was John Brown or something, or Jerry Brown or something. And that's it. We're calling him Judge Joe Brown. That was his name for the rest of the cruise. And he responded to it. That's what it was. But a solid roving entertainer that you could sink your teeth into a little bit. That you knew they were gonna be around, they were gonna be somewhere, you could find them somewhere, and it was like uh appointment uh viewing. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, we just ate I don't know what's going on. Everything seems kind of slow. Uh, Judge Joe Brown is going to be in such and such lounge. I'm going there. That's it. You know what I mean? That makes the cruise a little bit. That's just really kind of, it just gives you, even during downtime, times when you're not necessarily looking to, you know, raise the roof as if I'm going to talk like it's 1991, um, you know, 
a rove, a good one, good solid roving entertainer that you say to yourself when they when they perform, you know, like Carla Carla when she sang jazz. Dude, there was just a thing like you. It's like you know, she's twenty three years old. She's like reincarnated or something. Like this is an old soul, and she absolutely crushed all these songs. She was in her element. And you just knew that this woman is passing through. She's going somewhere. She's going to make it. She's going to do something big. Uh, Billy Pando is the same way. The guy killed it. He's, uh, uh, I don't know, he, I think he's off cruise ships now. But this guy, I looked, I looked him up. He was on Star Search. He was absolutely, ridiculously talented. I like all the people who can get through a song. I like all those bands that are kind of like match-made, like the... Um, the Filipino band, like you know, too too much too much unlimited or switched on or whatever else it is, you know, they have a lot of they'll need they'll put the people together, they'll make them rehearse and then they'll name the band and this is what you are. Here's your sheet music, you know. I like them too, but it's not the same as somebody who just has it in their eyes, where you know you're on a you're you're just walking across the cruise ship on deck five on the Carnival Paradise and you just hear this guitar and this voice that just sounds a little different than everything else and then you stop and then they're doing the best rendition of a pirate looks at 40 that you've ever seen and they don't know they're on a cruise ship that's one area think about this for a second guys let me put this in perspective when you see some of these entertainers there's only so much room for people now now think about this one take this in and appreciate this like i do there is only so much so much room for how many people who could actually make it make it Grammy Award winners, signed to professional record deals, on your radio, household names, that type of thing. There's only so much room for those people. And they're going to take the people who look a certain way nine times out of ten. You know what I mean? You're going to have to have a certain look to get through. Yeah, there's outliers, there's exceptions. Susan Boyle, whatever her name is, you know, people like that. You're going to have those. Ruben Stutterds, people like that. But for the most part, you know that... Can you imagine what is laying on the cutting room floor for people who just are so good at music? It's their life. It's their soul. It's their everything. They've lived till they were four years. When they were four years old, they started taking lessons and they had it. But for whatever reason, maybe they do have the look. Maybe they do have everything. But still, like I said, only so many people can make it. Where do those people go? You know what they say to themselves? Those people, they look at the mirror and say, well, I don't have the i don't want to do anything else with my life than to play this music or to act or to ice skate or to high dive those people go to cruise ships or to dance do you realize how lucky we get and it's a little sad because they don't make it and they should make it and they can make it but when they say well i can't listen i'm it's like they're it's almost like they're captive you know what i mean i'm a freaking performer in my soul and I have to do this. Now, what I'm going to do is maybe I'm not going to be a millionaire recording artist, but what I am going to do is be able to do what I love every night, live for free, and maybe make 100000 a year. And we get the benefit of that on these cruise ships all the time. You guys agree with that or not? Let me know. All right, that was one solid roving entertainer. These are things I don't care about as much. A lot of people love these types of things. A lot of people cruise specifically because of these things. To me, I could take it or leave it. 
and I'll read them now. There's six of them. One is food quality. Uh, I love good food. I love a good meal. I can recognize a good meal from a bad meal. I'm in the restaurant business, and I am not by any stretch someone who dismisses a good meal and doesn't appreciate whether it's presentation, whether it's fresh ingredients, whether it's uh, you know a good combination of items that are put together to com- to compose a, a, a full, solid, beautiful, gorgeous dish. I have that. I have that appreciation and I know how to, I know, I know it, but on a cruise, I don't get picky. If you get a decent meal, it has a little bit of zest, a little bit of flavor to it. You know, I'll recognize it. I'll say, you know, that meal wasn't that good. You know, that that was an average meal, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up and go have a good time. I'm definitely not. It's not going to affect my cruise once if the food is average. And if I go the whole cruise without having a meal that blows me away, I'm still going to have a great cruise. Number two, uh, technology bells and whistles. I, I, a lot of them I like, I guess. I can't think of one thing that I've done on a cruise ship with these bells and whistles and all these fancy Royal Caribbean things that, that are out there, you know, whether it's, um, you know, uh, you could do a skydiving or whether you could do um, anything, the, um, the, the North Star, anything. Any of this crazy stuff you can now do on cruises, I don't care. I just want my traditional regular cruise. I want to have fun. I want to have a party. I want to eat. I want to work out. I want to sleep. I want to drink. I want to have a good time. I want to be in a pool. I want to go to tropical islands. I don't care about technology on a cruise ship. Number three, main show productions. I do like entertainment. I do like the roving groups. I do like a lot of uh, the stuff that they bring to the table. But I don't care about sitting in a theater for an hour and a half or whatever it is and hearing whatever and watching whatever interpretation of some, you know, scripted out, you know, full on sing and dance review that they have on a cruise ship. I could not tell you. A lot of people ask me all the time, what shows did you see? Well, usually none of them. Usually my favorite shows are the one where they do just sing, you know, so and so. uh, What's his name? Uh, what's it? he's now a cruise director. That's how they get you. You realize that carnival, right? I went on a carnival ship and it was, what's the guy's name? He was from, he had the same name as somebody else famous, but he was the singer. He gets on board and he's a singer. He's like, uh, he was from St. Thomas and he was singing like all eighties R and B hits, seventies and eighties R and B hits. And he was really, really good. I loved him. He was awesome. I was rocking and rolling. I'm like, wow, this guy's good. Where'd they find this guy? Six months later, I see him cruise directing. So, you know, and I know that. I know sometimes they take these cruise directors from the entertainment staff, but, you know, I'm thinking they found this rare talent somewhere, and, yeah, he's a cruise director. He After I saw him perform as the feature entertainer on the ship, but that's okay. But I just don't necessarily get into the main show productions. Maybe one day there'll be one that does blow me away that I'll be able to occupy my attention for an hour and a half. Hasn't happened yet. Number four, activities in general, like um, sports or whatever it is they have at sea. Nothing like water slides, mini golf, ice skating, rock walls, flow rider, uh, bumper cars, uh, roller coasters. None of this stuff is is something that I look to do when I'm on a cruise ship. Have I done it? Yes. Have I enjoyed it? Okay, not bad, but none of it is at all ever going to be a reason that I'm going to get on a particular ship. Here's a big one. Number five, and this is just me. I know this, and ladies out there, you might get a little, uh, a little screw you. I, but when they make such a big deal out of shopping, you know what I mean? Shopping. 
I have never, again, me, just me, calm down, just me. I've never looked at shopping alone as an activity, as something that you got to do. You got to go, I can't wait for, they have courses on shopping. They have people and there. It's always the same line they give you when they go out. You go into the main theater, shopping guide at 10 a.m., show up for the, and I've showed up just to, you know, I walk around and look at this stuff. Hi, my name is Roger, and uh, I have the greatest job in the world. My job is to shop. I'm like, ugh, God. I mean, to me, it's like a little bit of a sign of indulgence. Like to me, I shop. Shopping for me is because I need something. Oh, I need this. Let me go get it. That's a, I never say, oh, let's have a who, who's who who's around today. You want to have a day of shopping? I don't know. <laughs> it's just me. Maybe my humble my humble beginnings, maybe. I don't know. But I'm not at all whatsoever knocking anybody who does take shopping up as a recreational activity. And number six, I don't take part so much in the spa treatments, whether it's getting your hair cut, whether it's getting a rock massage, rock, rock treatment. Uh, uh, in, uh, what do they get? The, um, the, the, where they stick the needles in you. Uh, it's uh, the cupping. I don't need a massage. I don't need a, a, a man rubbing me down. All that stuff. The spa treatments where they handle you for an hour. I don't do that. Again, you know how much money cruises make on that stuff? It's a very, very popular thing. But that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point of this segment. There are things that I may not care as much about as the average cruiser. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to. He's been waiting for a while. He's actually pissed at me. I see him looking at me. He's like, well, Tommy. You had me come here, and uh, you know I was supposed to be out of here by now. But yes, I'll, we'll get you out of here quick. I'm sorry. Really quickly, my friend Morgan. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time, and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as where do I want to go, how can I get the best deal, and which cruise line is right for me. Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, Always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it. We are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say... It's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebook.com right now, and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. Uh, it gets me every time. Every single time. Thank you, Morgan. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you would like to be part of this show, and why would you not? At the end of the day, why would you not? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Just email me questions, comments, concerns, corrections. We'll get them on the show. We'll read them loud. We'll read them proud. And we'll get some stuff done. You know what I mean? Email me. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. 
First one, Tommy, I have the same feelings about these Royal Caribbean casino offers. I am new to Royal Caribbean. I took my first cruise with them in April, knew about the casino program through your show, spent very little in the casino over the five days, maybe around 300. Since about June 1st, I've been receiving an absurd amount of free cruise offers, and they are very tempting, but you are correct. Free isn't free at all. Taxes, gratuities, drinks, excursions, bring that cost up. Living about 30 minutes from Galveston, there are so many opportunities just hop on a, to, to hop on a four-night cruise to take advantage of the offer. Unfortunately, at this time, my life's not that easy. Two kids in school and my wife and I both work full-time jobs. Scheduling is a big issue. If I was concerned, I was... If I was concerned, I was concerned if I didn't take an offer that they would stop coming. But anything but, they have even picked up. Uh, oh, hope they continue into next year. I would love to hop on an Eastern Caribbean cruise out of Florida since they don't offer those out of Galveston anymore. I have attached my current offers. Some have expired since. John. John is talking about a problem, one of those good problems that I seem to have had a little bit. Just the casino offers come in. I don't get a lot. For Royal Caribbean, you seem to get a ton more than me. It might be the Galveston thing. Maybe they're really trying to pump people out of Galveston. But I have a couple of offers that actually put me out of Galveston. One or two that go out of New Orleans, mostly Florida. There's a few New York as well. But yeah, that's the problem. You feel like you're missing out. You feel like if you don't take advantage of these free cruises, because that really is what they are. They're free cruises. And again, I don't get a ton of them. I get usually one a year. This time I'm I'm looking right now and I have two this year. So it is uh it's a nice it's a nice problem to have. But I will say like you just said, even if you are close to the home port, even if you're near it's still I got to get to Miami or I got to get to Port Canaveral, which is either gas or transportation, you know what I mean? Then I got to pay for drinks when I'm there. You know what I mean? You, you could say all day that you're not going to drink on a cruise, but is that really going to happen? Especially especially if you're me. And then you know what? You have the excursions. You're going to want to think. You get too much FOMO. If you just try to say, I'm going to go on these cruises and bare bones it, that's what you intend on doing going in. But then the FOMO starts to kick in. Well, you want to have, you want to meet some people. Well, yeah, you got to do a little bit of the social loop. So you got to get some drinks in you. Then you start that ball rolling. Now it's the casino. Now your next thing you know, you're uh, booking helicopter tours. You know what I mean? And then you got to get back. And then it's uh, gratuities as well when you're there. So there's really, you know, think about the cruise fare and think about everything else that is around the cruise fare. And that's what you end up paying for. And that's the dilemma that myself and John find ourselves in. We'll see, though. I do have one booked, like I said, November 6th. I'm going on Explorer of the Seas. It's a six-dayer. And that's the thing, too. When they show you that, when they show you a free, a completely free cruise, it's free no matter which one it is. You could pick this three-day one on the Radiance, or you could pick this eight-day one on Oasis or or Quantum or uh, Anthem. Of course, if it's free, you're going to try to get bang for your buck. So you're going to do the longer cruises. And then when you do the longer cruises, all the other XYZ stuff that I had mentioned previously comes into play just that much more. So it is a dilemma. Again, John, I don't think you're going to have too many people sympathizing with us. I don't think we're going to be too many people on the other end of the microphone saying these poor guys getting their free cruise offers. But uh, yeah, I did mention it. You know what I mean? The Royal Caribbean casino deal is uh, is out there. I don't know how long it's going to last for, but it's out there now. 
<clears throat> hey, Tommy, on the Patreon, uh, thanks for the email, John. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, Tommy, on the Patreon today, you seem to be close, if not already booked, on the 11-4-23 Carnival Magic. I will be aboard that ship. Me and my family get a lot of the same casino offers that you seem to get, and like you, one stood out to us. So, if you book, I will see you aboard, pal. And uh, that was from Snap. Snap also included that, just FYI, because you have said it multiple times over the past couple of weeks, Carnival Freedom is the one that went on fire at the funnel. You keep saying it's Carnival Liberty. No worries, but I thought I might help you out, both at Port uh, Port Canaveral-based, so it's easy to get confused. Yeah, and they're both like about freedom, too. You know what I mean? They're both out of Orlando, Port Canaveral, whatever you want to call it, and they're both talking about freedom and injustice for all and the pursuit of happiness and all that stuff. Freedom and liberty. But that's what I'm talking about. See, you get corrections as well. Snap stepped in. I'm sitting here running my mouth about the Carnival Liberty having the different funnel and it went on fire. But if you listen to me, you're not going to realize that Snap comes in and corrects me and tells me it's the freedom is the one that went up in flames. So now we know that's what it is. It's the freedom. If you want an interesting looking funnel from a ship that uh, went ablaze, it is not the Liberty. It's the freedom. But what you said before about Carnival Magic, I don't know. I went to go book this thing twice, and it's going to go. I got to put down a couple of hundred dollars, and that goes back to the whole free cruise thing. Uh, I got a lot of cruises on the books right now. Not a lot, but a few. You know what I mean? And am I really going to just dip into, even though it's a wise move, it's basically a free cruise. So I could drop another couple of hundred dollars right now. And set myself up for a free cruise on 11-4-23. That would be the forward-thinking thing to do. But I'm also thinking, ah, these offers keep coming in. And how much do I want to leverage myself with cruises that I haven't taken yet? You know what I mean? I don't have income right now. I'm a little bit, uh, I got I to tight. I gotta keep things tight for a while. I'm okay, but I got to keep things tight for a while. Manageable, reasonable. So do I want to just continue to go in and have all this money booked up in cruises, even though it is a tremendous deal? And like me and John just discussed, these free cruises, they're not free. You know what I mean? But Snap, I appreciate the information, appreciate the correction, and most of all, appreciate your years of support. Hey, Tommy, listening to episode 179, and you mentioned you would like the Carnival Splendor back. I understand what you mean. My favorite ship was the Carnival Spirit, but that ship has sailed, most likely never to return to Australia. Oh, big shout out to Australia. There is, here is a hypothetical question for you just for fun. If we were somehow to convince Carnival to send her back from Australia to the U.S., What would you be willing to trade her for? It would have to be a carnival ship, but bigger than the Splendor. I look forward to hearing your response. Uh, Brad from Australia. You know, I'm really, really big in Australia. Brad will tell you if you ever got in touch with Brad. Like, you know, I was thinking about going to Australia, but I, I just think it would be too much just walking around the streets. I would need constant security, and it would be a little difficult for me to just go, whether it's Brisbane or Sydney or wherever, it would just be tough for me to kind of, I would always have to have a security, rolled up windows, I'd probably have to wear a disguise, I think I would probably have to check into an assumed name, excuse me, I'd have to kind of, I wouldn't be able to use my name at the hotel check-in, but uh, that's a problem for a later day, but Brad brings up a good question, what would I, the answer is easy, Brad, I love your question, and I love the hypothetical about it, but right now what I'll say is I will give you the Carnival Vista, okay, Bigger than the Splendor, give me the Splendor back, 
and you get the Carnival Vista. Now, the only problem is, I don't know, will the Carnival Vista make it to Australia? But hey, listen, this is an as-is deal. You take the Vista, you get a big fat yellow as-is sign on it, and you got you to gotta deal with it. You know what I mean? But you'll enjoy it. It's a big, beautiful ship, and it is a wonderful, fun ship when the power is working. But yeah, anything. I Listen, I would probably say anything but the Excel class of ships just because I want to try those. So I would rule out the Mardi Gras. I would rule out the Celebration and any other ship that exists on the planet with Carnival, I would exchange for the Carnival Splendor. I just like the ship. It's an outlier. It's different. It it, it, it just performs differently than the other ships. The aft is great, although they made that Serenity, which I do not like. I will move to have that overturned if I could do that as part of the deal, as part of the trade. Can we make the... Uh, the, the the serenity somewhere else. Put it back in the front of the ship because I want the aft to go back to the days where we have the DJs and the volleyballs and the pool parties and the belly flop competitions, the barbecues, XYZ. Great, great time. So many good memories on that beautiful cruise ship, Carnival Splendor. All right. This is a long one, so settle in, ladies and gentlemen. Dear Tommy, if you're anything like me, one of the favorite things to do on a cruise, as, a cruise, as a cruise nerd is to fantasize and look up cruises I'll probably never take. One in particular has moved into my head and has lived rent-free in my mind since it was announced a year ago, and that's Royal Caribbean's World Cruise. Yeah, World Cruises are nothing new, but usually they are on the upper society hoity-toity cruise lines that you would have to own a top hat in order to sail. But this one is a mass market line voyaging across the entire globe or flat plane, but that's another story. We got a flat earther. It's a 274 night, over 150 destinations, 60 plus countries, 11 world wonders, including the Great Pyramids, Machu Picchu, Taj Mahal, the Great Wall of China, even Antarctica is on the itinerary. All aboard the serenity of the seas and would most likely be a life-changing experience. Booking would include deluxe beverage package for entire voyage, Voom Wi-Fi, entire voyage, gratuities paid, uh, wash and fold laundry service. And if you're platinum or above, you get excursions to the seven new world wonders. Wow, there's seven new world wonders? That's cool. The voyage begins December 10th in 2023 in Miami and ends on September 10th, 2024, back in Miami. I think my favorite part of this trip includes the overnight in Rio de Janeiro on New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. You are not playing with this one. Imagine I'm t- I mean, imagine t- taking New Year's from the bay in Rio with the fireworks going off above illuminating that giant statue Christ the Redeemer up on the city's mountaintop. Talk about pure cruise bliss. Yeah, that's exactly what that would be. So my questions to you are these. Could you actually see yourself spending three-fourths of the year on a cruise ship away from home, most likely on a cruise with minimal pocketry, or even your typical, by the way, or, or even your typical cruise clientele, as these are most likely to be wealthy retirees on this trip. And would you would it depend on the cabin room or room type? Is this too grand of an adventure to pass on if you had the monies? Number two, who could you see being your cabin mate for that long? I think Beatrix would love this kind. Me and Beatrix would absolutely murder each other. Shout out to Beatrix. <laughs> And that's no slight on Beatrix. I think that that would be the case with most people that I would go with on this cruise. I think if I had things worked out with you and the Cake Boss Bay, this would be an amazing. 
honeymoon uh, somewhere in the multiverse. I guess that did happen. Salute to that, Tommy. This would have. Wait, hold on. If things worked out, if things had worked out with you and Cake Boss, this would be an amazing honeymoon. Oh, if that. I guess that did happen. Salute to that, Tommy. Assuming you couldn't or wouldn't do the entire voyage, if you could only do one segment of this trip of the four, oh, I like this. Which one would you prefer? Take out the fact that you would have to fly to get to them other than the first call. Okay, segment one, North America, Caribbean, South America, and Antarctica. Segment two, Asia and Australia. Segment three, Middle East and the Mediterranean. Segment four, Northwestern, uh, Northern and Western Europe. Okay. After consideration, careful consideration, I would have to go, no question about it, with the, the Caribbean and South America and Antarctica only because of the way you sold it. You sold me at the Rio New Year's Eve. How are you going to turn that down? I would love to go to the Mediterranean, the Middle East, uh, Asia and Australia. I don't have a huge rush to get there. No offense to anybody in those regions, but uh, I don't need, I don't, I'm okay without that. The Northern and Western Europe, I could do it. Yeah, so between one and three, North America and the Middle East and the Mediterranean, the overall winner, final answer would be North America, Caribbean, South America, and Antarctica. What a cruise that would be. Holy crap. Uh, I also am going to say this. Can I do, realistically, we all talk about what being cruise nerds and we love cruising. Can you really, it's a great question, spend three quarters of the year on that cruise ship in general with any crowd, let alone a crowd of mostly retirees? That's a really good question. Oh, if the monies weren't an issue, I would almost say no. Dude, that's a big commitment. I love to cruise. Guys, I'm trying to think who I would take if everybody could make themselves available. There's a couple of people probably that I could stand to do it with. And yes, Beatrix would be one of them. Um, Cake Boss Girl, no way. She's out of her mind. Like, uh, she was... It was she was fiery, and I liked it in doses. She was a fiery, high maintenance. You know, you don't you if what that's what happens when you get fiery and high maintenance and like a real kind of you know tiger in all ways. You get you you get issues too. There's there's usually both sides of that. Usually get the other end of it too, where you know, good luck uh, leaving your phone around someone like that. You know, you better have double passworded up and all that type of thing, you know? Um, all right. I'm curious if this kind of extended trip would wet your beak at all, assuming you'd hit the lottery or get wealthy, get a wealthy sugar mama, whichever comes first. Hell, the way my mind works, I even imagine this trip, I even imagined this trip booked on the Serenade of the Seas Royal Suite just to further wander off the fantasy, off into fantasy la-la land. I'm going to include a clip of that suite for you to look at because somebody will be on that world class, that world cruise in that luxurious cabin. Whoever they are certainly made better life decisions than I did. Crying emoji. <laughs> now this cruise in this suite would be my honeymoon and in my ideal world. Anyway, links below. Boat drinks, and that is DJ. Derek, what's going on, buddy? Uh, 
and I loved your post today regarding the towel animal. Let's just call it. I, I didn't know they made towel cats. That's like, let's just call it a cat. Towel cat. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I want to say yes, and part of me definitely wants to do it, but you are just, I mean, that is real isolation. You're with one person. Everybody else in your life is just phone or Zoom only, whatever it is. So I would probably say no. At this point in my life, I'm not ready for a world cruise, okay? I could do 15. I could do even a month or two, but I don't think I could do almost a full year. That's my final answer, but boy, what a great email and you really painted a great picture and what a conundrum that is. If you love cruising, it's the type of question that I guess makes you reflect, gives you some self-reflection. I would have said, I guess, knee-jerk, yeah, two-year cruise, great. But if you really pose the question and you think about, okay, in two weeks I got to get on this ship and I'm not getting off for almost a full year, and then you really have to be honest with yourself. Are you ready for that? I got to say, I just learned about myself. The answer is likely no. DJ, thanks so much, man. Hi, Tommy. I recently became a mega cone and I love the upgraded content. My family is sailing this weekend on September 24th. Oh, we missed this one. Carnival Magic sailing to Bermuda. I hope Fiona doesn't do much damage. This is our first ever sailing out of New York City. Any tips for New York City? See, this is the thing. I read it at as the show comes on. Like I read these emails. I see that I have emails and I do not. I want the reactions to be kind of uh, spontaneous. So I don't necessarily read them when they come in. I save them for when I'm going to do the show. So clearly we missed this. I'm very curious. Kevin in Washington. I would love to hear what you did do. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know what you did do. And, uh, I will let you know what you should do next time. Listen, I don't know where you stayed. I don't know where the hotel was, but, uh, any way, shape or form, I would do the regular tourist stuff. I'm one of those New Yorkers that still has an appreciation for a lot of the touristy stuff. Go to a Yankee game. I mean, go to Times Square. How often do you see something like Times Square? A New Yorker, I get my New York license revoked by recommending Times Square to people. But still, go to a comedy club. Go on one of those hop-on, hop-off bus. They're both a tourist attraction because you get a tour, but at the same time, it's transportation. It'll get you around the whole city. The Big Apple buses, the hop-on, hop-off. Go to the top of the rock. Don't go to the top of the Empire State Building. Go to the top of the rock because if you're on top of the Empire State Building, You don't get to see the Empire State Building. So go to the top of the rock or the edge. The edge is a new one. Go to the edge. The edge is built maybe a couple years ago or or not even. And it's it's got like a cool little uh, shelf that you walk on. But really, you're about 100 feet in the sky. Absolutely gorgeous. You want to have drinks in a really swanky place, a fun, swanky, touristy, but fun place? Go to the view at the top of the Marriott Marquis. Get yourself a a glass of champagne. It's a revolving, rotating uh, floor. So you're sitting at your table. You got your drinks in front of you. And the entire restaurant rotates. So you get a panoramic view. You're about 70 stories high, I guess. 60, 70 stories high, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Go to a Broadway show. Go see Hamilton. Go to the TK. Look up this. TKTS. Go online and you get discounted. 
first-run Broadway shows, TKTS. It's a program that started out for, for theater students to be able to see Broadway shows without being bent over and having to pay an arm and a leg. This is where a lot of this, the seats that don't get sold go. They go to this TKTS booth, and then you can kind of get a discounted rate on many of the hottest shows in, in New York City. Now it's become a little commercialized. It used to be like a real secret and it used to be really for just the students, but then it would leak out and you can get it. Now it's become a little bit more big business, but go check it out. Those are some of the recommendations that I have in New York City. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Radio City, beautiful venue. If there's anything cool going on there, check it out. Uh, do not spend a lot of time in, uh, you know, near the Port Authority Terminal. Uh, Central Park at night gets a little chilly at this point. Really, the only thing to do there is really ride the horses, the horse and carriages. But that's frowned upon nowadays, and I do understand why. Uh, Rockefeller Center. There is a... uh, They're going to be putting up the tree soon, the Christmas tree soon. But before that, I think they set up a roller skating rink this year for the first time. I'm not sure. Something's going on. In a Rockefeller Center pit, there's something going on. It's either a cool little lounge or a bar where you feel cool. You're hanging out in the shadow of 30 Rock where they do Saturday Night Live. They do uh, what they used to do, David Letterman. They do 30 Rock, the show. They did that too, the Today Show. And you're kind of right there. NBC Studio Tour is cool. You walk around and you see all the studios, you know, this NBC Sports, NBC News, Saturday Night Live. A um, lot of things you could do. A lot of touristy stuff. Go to Little Italy. Walk around Little Italy, get the feel, have some cannolis, maybe sit down and eat at a restaurant. Uh, Kevin, hopefully that stuff would have helped you if you didn't already uh, board your cruise cruise ship. But if maybe on the back end, you cop, get a couple of days. Stay a couple of days in New York. What's the rush? Still nice enough weather to sit on a rooftop bar. Go to any rooftop. Try refinery rooftop is very, very nice enjoyable 235th is the like the nicest one the go-to 235th 230 5th and that's a really nice rooftop you get a beautiful view of everything in the city just having some drinks some food whatever you want to do you don't even have to eat you could just drink up there whatever you want to do uh hopefully that helped anyway again I appreciate you guys listening. And I'm going to remind you about the Facebook group, obviously. The uh, Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Join the group. Don't forget, if you don't mind, if you're able to or you have the inclination, share the show with a friend. Just copy the link and send it to a friend who might like cruising or someone who might like podcasts. You have Instagram. Always be booked on Instagram. If you don't mind going to YouTube, if you like YouTube content, I got something hot off the presses. It's a concise and comprehensive tour of the Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady. It's me narrating it as well. It's got every room in the ship except two. You'll see which ones it doesn't have. And then, uh, yeah, Patreon. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more of it, five days a week, $8 a month. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. And don't forget, you get the $5 version, $5 a month. You get one show a week, and that's the Friday show. Anyway, you guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away 
to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy. Perfectly good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from